G'day Couch Critics, it's Sog here and today, well, I'm going to be chatting about the Socceroos performance against Japan. The game was last night and obviously, if you're watching this, spoilers, we lost 2-1. I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, the reactions because it was a big game for the Socceroos, one that if we'd won, it, it would have made a huge difference to our qualifying campaign or it would have put us really in the box seat to qualify automatically. And so let's take a little uh, dive into the match and, and what went wrong for the Socceroos. Looking at the performance overall, it, it's kind of hard to say. Some people said that we looked okay and deserved a point. Others have kind of said it was a, it was a bit of a mess. Uh, for me, it, it was a disappointing kind of performance. I think the key issues really were in our defence. The midfield caused a lot of that defensive kind of uh, frailty. And I mean, our forwards were never in the game. So it's hard to kind of assess those. So, so let's, let's start at the back, move on to the midfield, and then we'll finish with a brief evaluation of our attack. Uh, looking at the defence, yeah, it was a really poor defensive performance from the Socceroos. One we haven't seen for a couple of games. We've, we've looked somewhat solid against the lesser opposition in this qualifying campaign. And so when we came up against a Japanese side that had quick technical strikers, we struggled. Uh, I don't know about the Harry Sutar and Trent Sainsbury pairing at centre-back. Uh, it looked a little bit weak. Trent Sainsbury definitely at fault for that second goal, the, the goal that lost us the match, because... He just kind of leaves his man. He, he gives him way too much room to, to take that ball down, to swivel and, and to get a shot away. And, you know, Ryan gets a, not the strongest hand to it and ends up coming off the post and, and in off as his beige, which we'll touch on him in a second. But, yeah, Sainsbury just kind of looked poor in the air. And that's not something that Sainsbury usually is. He's usually fairly strong in aerial battles, but... Last night, it just wasn't on. And Harry Sutar looks strong in the air, but I, I don't think they've formed a really good partnership in, in knowing who has what role. And I think we really missed a player like Milos Dejanek. Uh, I think Dejanek is Australia's best centre back at the moment. Uh, and with him being out injured at the moment, it just leaves a bit of a hole. He's a strong, can play... Uh, the ball kind of defender and he does his job really well and so yeah that, that was a bit difficult I also think Arnie got it wrong playing Fran Karacic this game now look Ryan Grant isn't the best option at right back for the national team but at least he offers something and his link up play can actually be quite decent sometimes um, Frank Karacic just looked out of step. And maybe that's because he hasn't been getting as much game time uh, in Serie B this season. That's a little disappointing. He just didn't look on. And Bayic, uh, it's not his best game for the Socceroos by far. You can see in the first goal, he kind of has a swing and completely misses that and, and allows the shot. And in the second, he's not really at fault there, but 
you know, there's not much you can do, but it goes down against him and, and makes his game look even worse. Again, he didn't really offer attacking. And I think there's a real step back in attacking intention in this match, which hurt the midfield. Usually Ryan Grant would be bombing on. And we saw against Oman, Aziz Beige bombing on in that, that left-hand side with plenty of space to get the ball, which allowed the midfield to rotate, to play passes, to, to switch from left to right. And we didn't have that going forward against Japan. Now, maybe that's in response to their pressing and it made it hard to play out. But I think Arnie's style really relies on those wingbacks getting forward and making solid passes with the midfield. And that didn't happen. And, and I think the midfield then is to blame. This is recorded afterwards, but I should just say, Matt Ryan did really well. Uh, Shop-stopping-wise, he, he was fantastic. Kept us in the game quite a few times. Some really big saves. Distribution-wise, not so good. He actually put us in some dangerous positions a few times. But he was definitely one of the better players on the pitch. Super consistent. So, yeah, Matt Ryan, part of the defence. He, he was the best part of the defence. If you look at the midfield, uh, Jackson Irvine and Aaron Moy and Tom Rogic just weren't finding players as well as they usually do. It's not even that they were a bit slower. It was just they were sloppy. I mean, Jackson Irvine gave the ball away quite a few times. And Aaron Moy, just you can tell he's not played a lot of football. When he came on at the end against Oman, he looked good in little quality patches. I don't think he's ready for a full game yet. And so uh, going forward, he either needs to get game time or Arnie needs to not play him uh, from the start, which kind of crazy because all, all Socceroos fans want Aaron Moy in the team, but I don't think he can start at this point in time, particularly when we play have players like Aiden Hristich, uh who are, are performing fairly well. But again, he, he kind of was missing his mark as well, not playing as well. Japan are a very good side and they press your midfielder and they, they don't give you much space and so you have to be quality. And if you're not, they're going to, they're going to expose it. And, and I think that really happened against the Socceroos last night. And, and that meant we didn't have really much going forward. Uh, Martin Boyle made eight passes in 88 minutes, which just shows you how much of the ball he got. Adam Taggart, again, didn't see much of the ball. And I don't think he's seen much of the ball in any of the Socceroos games. And I don't think that... Mitch Duke is the answer to Adam Taggart. Really, Jamie McLaren should be there. Why he's not COVID restrictions and all, and all those kind of things is a little disappointing. But even someone like Nikita Rukovitsa, um, maybe he's just a bit more dynamic and offers a bit more in attack. But our attack really wasn't in the game. And you see that in that the only goal we scored was that in Hristich free kick, which, I mean, fantastic free kick. Thankful it wasn't a penalty, but it, it's not a good sign when you can only score from set pieces. All of that being said, you know, we're still in a good position for qualification. We still have points on Japan. We need to get a result against Saudi Arabia. That's for sure. And then we need home games. The real big issue is we need to be playing in front of our, our fans, in, in front of Australians cheering on the team. We can't be having 
empty stadiums for our home games, this second half of the qualification, we need the government to, to let Socceroos play in Australia. That'll make such a difference for Socceroos. Uh, you know, I, I think Artie got some things wrong. Awa Mobile has played a lot and did play a full game on uh, Friday night or Saturday night against, um, against Oman. I think he offers a lot more in our attacking kind of play. Uh, when it's he and Boyle on the left and right, I think that's a really dynamic uh, forward line for Australia. We need to figure out that number nine position. Uh, we don't have a, a Josh Kennedy or, or a Mark Baduka or a Tim Cahill who, who would really boss that number nine position. Um, we're missing that at the moment. Maybe Jamie McLaren could be the answer going forward. Um, and let us know what you think, who should be our number nine, because at the moment that's, that's a real hole for Australia. And then what do you think is the best combination in that midfield? Uh, I, I don't think Moy is at the moment a starting player. Is it Prustich and Irvine with Tom Rogic in front? Tom Rogic doesn't get a lot of game time either. Maybe Prustic should be starting at the 10 and Jimmy Jago maybe should get more game time uh, for the Socceroos at that holding midfield. I, I'd like to see Karacic be more attacking on the right-hand side. And Aziz Beich, I mean, he, he's been a great servant for the Socceroos for so long. One bad game really shouldn't put people on his bad side. Uh, I think he should, st he's still our best left back although we do have options there and maybe Arnie needs to explore those going forward. A disappointing result, but not surprising seeing as we haven't ever won in Japan and we haven't been Japan in, in the last, well, since 2009. So it's fairly hefty length of time since we've actually gotten a win against them. Plenty of draws, but uh, second half of this qualification, when we play them, hopefully it's in Australia, we need a big crowd and we need to be better against those technical pressing sides. We need players who are switched on, ready to play and ready to be aggressive because their defence isn't actually that good. We can break them down, but I think it's just a sign of Japan's quality. They've got so many players in Asia. They've got so many players who, who are just, yeah, they they really are the benchmark in Asia and even though they've had a rough start to this qualification process, they're still quite a good side. And, and maybe we went in a little naively thinking we could just walk over them. That's not going to happen. So make sure you get along to Socceroos matches wherever they are. Uh, if they're in Australia and we can get fans there, we need to make our noise so that we can help the team get that automatic qualification. That would be a huge win for the Socceroos. Anyway, if you've enjoyed this video, make sure to leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already so you get all the episodes uh, of The Couch Critics straight to you, notifications. Turn those on so you know when we upload. And uh, Bradley and I will be back in person on the couch in not too long. So thanks for watching and we'll see you next time.